1: It is the 16th of November in this year, 2021, NXT 2.0. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Dima Diva, Issa, here tonight to talk about NXT, and I was thinking during this show, oh man, they're not doing enough to build war games, but then we get that final segment tonight, and uh, it's going to be something. Um, Issa, I know we were talking before the show, and you... Found the show just riveting tonight. You were on the edge of your seat the entire night. Couldn't take your eyes off the TV.
2: Is that what I said? Is that yeah, what I glued. Said. Glued. Then I'm NXT, that. NXT 2.0 prematurely ejaculated with Tony D'Angelo <sighs> yep. opening the show. Because then after that, I was there to look forward to. Nothing. Yeah, and
3: then you fall asleep after that happens. yeah. 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 You
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I don't think we can really top that. Um, No, but I I agree. I couldn't believe I I did the Larry Sanders quote, Alfred. You don't open with a showstopper. Yeah. like, why would you put Tony D'Angelo on first? That's main event material.
2: I should have said yeah. that instead. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, the other one is fine. Especially him winning. Like, it's such a high. Like, I've never seen an emotional high. It might have been the greatest night in the history of NXT 2.0, and they just kicked off with it. You don't kick off with Goldberg beating Hulk Hogan. You don't kick off with Tony D'Angelo getting such an elusive, mostly
1: decisive victory. Yes. On Dexter Loomis, who's been yeah. a superstar in the truest sense. Uh it's, it was crazy tonight, man. It was crazy. Um, so before we hop into the show, I think we got some uh, news.
3: Yeah, we were having an off-air conversation about family-friendly content, and uh, that actually brought to mind a story about NXT, which might be going TV-14. Now, there have been uh, reports earlier on in the year that NXT would be more edgy product and whatnot. We have seen some of that implemented with the language that we see. But according to Russell Votes, who's very well connected and uh, is a WWE insider, they tweeted earlier today that within the origins of this NXT 2.0 concept was an idea that programs rating would shift to TV 14 from TVPG. So that is still reported to be very much on the table in terms of NXT going TV-14. Issa, we'll start with you. Would you be more interested? Do you think TV-14 can help NXT
2: 2.0? Yes. Do you realize all the things we could do with Tony D'Angelo, storylines we could <laughs> set up if we make this TV-14? Like TV I'm excited. I I mean, we have to see how they book it, right? A rating doesn't make a show, but it opens up creative to a lot of more things. So do I look forward to it? Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like they already kind of straddled the line, especially with some of the index storyline. It was a little edgy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh pretty raunchy, pretty edgy, but and and that's the thing.
3: I think it benefited from the fact that they're not necessarily able to cross the lines you can cross on TV-14, so the fact that they had to work around it and kind of do the innuendo, I think, helped it a lot in terms of when she was about to get cut off from saying that he sneaks into her bedroom and stuff like that. But I would like to see TV-14 NXT as long as the creative is there. I I, think, I don't think it's as much a problem with the content and how vile or not vile it is or family-friendly. I think it's just right. the story they're telling. and I do think that if it was good storytelling, TV-14 could really take it to the next level, because there's still Limitations. You can't go all the way like we would see in the attitude era, but you can see a lot more provocative and edgy TV. Exactly.
1: You know, and this is where I've now become an old man. Um, You don't have to swear to be edgy, you don't have to use foul language in adult situations. Sometimes the power of suggestion and a really well written series of words has far more sting than cursing does. (laughs) I've now become. I've now become like my grandmother. Basically. Okay, Johnny,
2: okay, Johnny Gargano. Let's
3: move on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this <laughs> is what my life's become.
1: Hmm. 14. TV 14. Yeah,
3: it could happen. Yes. Why not? Uh, next story. Uh, a, little, a little more than TV 14 here. Uh, <laughs> Cody Rose has quit Twitter. Uh, he announced on the Busted Open podcast that Yesterday it was my last day on Twitter. He has since quit because of the sniping and negativity on there, and he just moved everything from Instagram. So it's not even in social media criticism. It is specifically Twitter. So if we're keeping track here, Cody's quit Twitter. The Young Bucks quit Twitter. Uh, I believe it was a couple of years ago due to some negativity toward a storyline they did. And, of course, AEW executive and Cody's wife, Brandi Rose, quit Twitter after she was hurled a bunch of n-bombs from AEW Twitter trolls, which I think she might be the only person who's gotten n-bombs on Twitter more than me. But uh on Cody Rhodes in terms of her his last day on Twitter, Issa, do you think that uh this is something that is going to play into a storyline in AEW TV? Oh,
2: He's gonna probably get him booed even more.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, he got booed out of the building uh at full gear. I was there and it was it there was a loud booze there. Really? Yes, yes, it was very loud. But um, I mean So the other day I was having a conversation with someone about Twitter and I said, listen, for me, Twitter is like a space where I publicly talk to myself. I don't check my notifications. I don't check my DMs because, you know, we do get a lot of negativity. And somebody told me, well, that's also not healthy. I was like, that's how I avoid it. I just don't check anything. And somebody was like, well, that's also not healthy. So I can probably see what kind of like I can not even imagine the kind of scale that they get it add um based on what we get right and we are so much smaller based on the following and the platforms that they have so i can i can see that just saying not being worth it but it i think there's there's a lot of good that also comes with twitter so it is it, it has to be a tough decision for him to make i would assume
1: it's true where else can i tweet at denise crosby from star trek the next generation and say <laughs> was that you in the danny Ayello response video to papa don't preach papa wants the best for you which I didn't know existed until well, just 48 hours ago. And I must have watched it a hundred times since then. A response to Papa Don't Preach. She has re- She liked the tweet just now. I just retweeted oh, yes. because uh, I need answers. We're debating about this around the house. Like, is that Denise Crosby? As, so... The Papa Don't Preach video. We all remember it. Danny Aiello was the father. She, she's made up her mind. She's keeping the baby. And uh, in the middle of the video, Madonna leaves. And so Danny Aiello made a song where he's singing, Papa wants the best for you. And he's going around looking for Madonna. And he sees someone he thinks is Madonna. And I think it's Denise Crosby. I tweeted a screenshot. <laughs> but it has my favorite gif, which is my, my new go-to reaction gif. Because he's so distraught about his uh, daughter's pregnancy out of wedlock that he's beating a punching bag. And then he breaks down crying and starts hugging and caressing the punching bag. Jesus. Which is the best animated GIF I think I've ever seen. I need to get off Twitter. That's what I'm realizing. When now I'm this is a this. developing story on Twitter. See what Denise Crosby said, but... Uh... Uh, listen, yeah. I, think,
3: uh, I think a lot of, like, when it comes to the Young Bucks or Cody or whatnot, uh, I think it does get a little bit much because of the passion that's out there in the wrestling community. What's unfortunate is it is the bottom 5%, I think, that is affecting them in terms of what's said uh, on Twitter. I don't think the majority of the criticisms in terms of the intense ones that they find toxic are coming from reasonable people. It's usually right. the worst of the people who, you know, there's ways around that. I'm like you, Isa. I enjoy Twitter in terms of all the good that it can do and, like, you know, the... You can make uh, certain people muted and stuff like that if you need to. But uh, Twitter has a lot of good. It just I think it does end up taking away from it the fact that there are some negative experiences. And I think for some people, all it takes is one bad experience to really sour the whole experience, I think.
1: I don't know. I got blocked by William Shatner, and I'm keeping oh. on Keeping on Twitter. I really need to get off Twitter. That's what I'm realizing when I tell my Twitter See,
2: maybe stories, that Maybe that's why Cody Rose got off Twitter. We're sitting here thinking it was the negativity. Maybe Cody Rose realized he was wasting time with silly things and, and decided he needed to be more productive with his time.
1: But it is kind of like what you said, though, you said, because a lot of times it does feel like you're just sort of putting stuff out in the universe. And sometimes people interact with it in a positive way. And other times it's, uh, it could be negative. I don't know. I don't know why I'm on it Listen, I I went out,
2: I went out to dinner prior to Full Gear Uh with other members of wrestling, oh wait, fake news wrestling media, as we were called. (laughs) And this picture triggers. So here I am thinking I'm going to share this with the world, a nice picture. Mm -hmm. So people can see that we all can get along from different platforms, different websites. And it ended up being a crap show. So I don't get Twitter. You know what I mean? I was like, look at all of us, like, you know, being together, hanging out, like meeting real people, touching grass, being outside, you know, having fun. But that's unacceptable on Twitter. So I don't know what Twitter wants from anybody anymore.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's always, I mean, there's so much good in it. It's just that I think it's easier to focus on the negativity. I think it just infects people in different ways. But as you say that. And then one negative and it's just like, and and it's like tribalism (laughs) as well, you know, in terms of this versus that. And you're always going to hear from the other side.
2: Yeah, and as you say that, the majority of the people I was sitting in that table with, I met because of Twitter. So that's the thing. Even though I got so much backlash for tweeting the picture, at the same time, I was hanging out with a group of people that I would have never come across them if it wasn't for Twitter.
1: Yeah. Uh, It looks like I'm staying on Twitter. There's an update. Denise Uh Crosby has responded to me. And she said, God, that looks like me. You know, it's crazy. I may have been in this video, but can't remember. No, I'm not completely losing it. But I did a bunch of music videos in the 80s when I was a baby getting started in showbiz. So, you know, wow. I, t- Twitter's a positive place. I love Twitter again. Stay on Twitter forever. A, where can I'm you just, get this type of bringing people together? Anywhere else? I'm there. just, as my wife says, I'm abusing the power of the checkmark. Because you, <laughs> you get on that verified tab. Yeah, you know, you know what's happening, right? You, you get on that verified tab, and it's like, ooh, people are responding to me all this just goes straight to your head. Yeah, um, it really does. Uh, but no, I saw, I saw that. No, I'm go ahead. Saying no, no he said i agree that was that shit was crazy right because um wrestling is so much about community mm-hmm. and i think you have to be really far out of the community and feel like you're not a part of that community to like hate seeing people enjoying being part of that community exactly right. sure you know and and i feel i feel bad for people that have that viewpoint mm-hmm. yeah same Well,
3: um, Ric Flair might not have made the tribalism problems any better on Twitter in terms of a clip that he has coming out on his new radio podcast show. Uh, woo uncensored he does it with mark madden and he suggested that cm punk and brian danielson maybe didn't have that much of an impact uh on aew that he expected he said quote well if i'm looking at the ratings i don't know what cm punk and brian danielson have contributed to yes as you said they're certainly both big stars in the business but had a lot of success. and then he went on to say that if uh uh, I mean, they think they'll go up in terms of the ratings, but to me, uh, that show would never do less than 1.1 million. He doesn't think AEW Dynamite should ever do less than 1.1 million with CM Punk and Brian Danielson. has got a lot of people talking on Twitter. Um, Glenn, we'll start with you. What do you think about Ric Flair's comments about CM Punk and Brian Danielson? Uh,
1: I mean, mm, uh, it's just weird, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like we put too much weight in what veterans have to say about the current product, because as much as we, we have to be reminded, a lot of of the stuff isn't even for us. We're aged out of the target demos. Well, I certainly am uh, on a lot of this. And I think that, I don't know, it's it's sort of like when Martin Scorsese or Ridley Scott's like, Oh, superhero movies are stupid. You know, it's like, dude, like you're so out of the, the target for this. Like your opinion really doesn't count.
2: Okay, but when there's numbers backing up this opinion, (laughs) who cares how old Ric Flair is? There is a weekly number that all of us pay attention to so desperately because we're rating experts, apparently. He has a point and... The, I, the needle has not moved by much, but this has nothing to do, in my opinion, with Brian or CM Punk. It has everything to do with the fact that there is no such thing as casual wrestling fans. Yeah. It is down to just hardcore people and all of us that cover it. That's the people that are watching wrestling. No new viewers are tuning in. And that was the case for probably years. This was way before Punk or Brian debuted with AEW. But, of course, it's going to use the fact that the ratings haven't moved and... Listen, if you want to start a brand new podcast, you got to you got to start with, you know, you got (laughs) to strike hot. And that is a topic that, you know, is going to get people talking and they're going to go and listen to it.
3: Yeah, and ironically, CM Punk kind of raised my eyebrows by saying what you just said, Issa, and that there's not a lot of casual fans watching. He doesn't believe there are any casual fans, yeah. but for the most part, he's right. And yeah. I do think you kind of got to look at things differently. I would consider AEW a success at this point. They've built a very loyal yeah. audience, but that's the thing. Um, and They don't have a high ceiling for what their audience is going to do, I don't think, but in terms of live ticket sales, uh, pay-per-view revenue, the merchandise they're going to be selling, they can be a very viable company on top of that big TV deal that they signed and they're probably going to get an increase. They could be very viable off that kind of small following, but it's a very hardcore, loyal, passionate following that's going to support them. I think it's yeah. still, uh, you know, make a considerable amount of money.
2: And I do think yeah. that AEW caters to a different mm-hmm. audience. Every time I attend an AEW live show, I feel like it's catered to people our age, like our group. This is not for family. Don't bring your kids. You have more adult fun. I know that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Comparing it to going to like a WWE show. So, yeah. I think I think they're successful and I think they know what their audience is and they cater to it and maybe that's why they're not making any new viewers because there's a lot of times that I'm watching AEW and I'm enjoying it, but I wouldn't sit down my nephews who love wrestling and they mm-hmm. they don't they they don't get past 5 minutes and they're over it. So,
1: but you have to think WWE, AEW, there is a certain weird math that makes sense. It's like would you rather make five dollars per fan off five million fans or a hundred dollars per fan off one million fans right you know and i think they're looking at that math i mean wwe is a prime example do you think they'd be doing 500 hundred dollar cameos and things like that if people didn't pay it i think they found there's more money in just going after and, and getting the most out of their hardcore fan base right and I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing Probably
3: for great. the direction and the creativity of pro wrestling. Like, I don't think it should come off as like a party that some only certain people are invited to. And if you're watching, you're not really in the loop as to what's going on. I, I would like to see the wrestling audience expand beyond the hardcores. But if that's how they're going to make money right now in lean times, like they got to do their thing. Get it how you live.
1: Hold on, let's uh let's uh, get to some attention. Alfred, are you saying that you're against capitalism and would like to see wrestling be more socialist? <laughs> no, I didn't say it like that, but I mean that's <laughs> what I was hearing. That's
3: what I was I hearing. I mean, there's something to be said about that, about the you know, the open working together of wrestling companies, but capitalism has been very good to wrestling too. So who knows what the right answer is?
1: Yeah, who knows? It's very strange. Uh when's Rick's podcast drop? Tomorrow they're going to drop it. Oh. Uh, I believe um, Wu
3: uncensored. So he's doing this with Mark Madden. Yeah, they said tomorrow. They teased the clip for today because tomorrow at six a.m. Eastern, I believe he said he's going to have this podcast. I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, Ric Flair went through it; he got canceled, um, and it looks like he's on his way to being uncanceled. I guess, and because he's doing a lot of stuff, he's been talking a lot about Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, throwing mm-hmm. his name into that uh, whole real life story or work shoot. So I guess Rick's on his way back.
2: Maybe.
1: Maybe. Uh, What else we got? That is your news. That's the news. Uh, Hojo, Tuko, Bolensky, $5. Yeah. Glenn, a little edgy with swear words. Can't you coexist without swearing? Go Pack. go. Go Pack, go. Exactly. Your Green
3: Bay Packers have played three MVP caliber quarterbacks in the last three weeks. Kyler Murray, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson combined. They had one touchdown against your Super Bowl Packer defense. We are going to the Super Bowl. How exciting is that? Packers over Bills in the Super Bowl. Can't wait.
1: Stranger things have happened. Not really. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Next week's Thanksgiving, this weekend's Survivor Series. I'm just on autopilot between now and the end of the year. Yeah. Now's the time to do it. Now is the time to do it. Um, tonight's NXT. I mean, I, the last segment, the women's Wargames match is going to be really cool. But yeah, it is weird that they open with Tony D'Angelo, and I was kind of like, I feel like I'm having my dessert first tonight. You know, you ever do that and think like, oh, I'm going to have some ice cream, and then like an hour later, you're like, I don't want dinner. Yeah,
3: it ruins your your appetite, or you have really like great uh, appetizers, and you're not
1: hungry anymore. But, and that's what this was this over. Yeah. I'm not like, kid you not, this isn't like, Oh, they're putting over Tony D'Angelo just to, you know, be sort of ironic and tongue in cheek. No, like legitimately, <laughs> this is now he's the character I'm the most invested in. His segments are the ones I look the most forward to. And because we just kind of got a straightforward match with him and Dexter Loomis, like Tony D'Angelo almost doesn't need to wrestle. In fact, and he's a very talented wrestler, but wrestling is actually the least interesting thing he does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can see your point there. I mean, I, 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 when I go back, I think tonight is probably my favorite or only match that I've enjoyed and it's because he felt more legitimate before they were having them beat people that we weren't familiar with and with Dexter Loomis it felt like a bigger deal for him you know getting this victory but yeah I enjoy his his backstage antics more than what I enjoy what he's doing in the ring that being said I think it's time for Tony D'Angelo to take over NXT so he needs to start beating people that we're familiar with and he started doing that tonight I am upset at the fact that they didn't let him get his winning celebration. He just like quietly stepped out of the screen and we moved on to something else. And that, that kind of made me sad. I wanted, I wanted to see Tony D'Angelo talk some crap after beating Dexter Loomis or maybe throw some fish at him or maybe throw him in the ocean. I don't know. Means- I wanted more. No,
1: <laughs> I know. And and so he gets this win and then Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams attack and uh, they attack Loomis and then Gargano comes out and it's just like, what happened to Tony? What happened to the superstar? The guy that we're tuning in to see.
2: Yeah, I was disappointed.
3: Yeah, this is kind of that cheap way out of if they beat one of their name guys in order to get his heat back, they'll just immediately move on to the next segment and hope that you forget that that happened. So, not necessarily putting Tony D'Angelo over like 100% where he's celebrating and he gets to kind of savor the moment. They just kind of moved on to the next segment. Um, but I thought I like what came after
1: this, I really did like the confrontation that they had. So, yeah. War games on the men's side. Do we know what, who's going to be in that match? No, I don't think they've announced the men's war
2: I game. don't think that war games is a thing, and I get it. We'll talk about it when we get to the main event. But until we hear Regal come <laughs> out and yell it, it, it does not exist to me.
1: I, I almost wonder if there's a, few, a series of feuds with enough heat on the men's side. I would almost just do the women's war games match this year. I mean, yes. I can see you doing something with the tag teams, but we're going to have the triple threat for the North American title. Coming Which will up. be good, it'll be very good, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, Tony D'Angelo got a victory tonight. Yes, it felt hollow because even though he's a gifted athlete, like it was just too much all business in the ring.
2: He did, try. he did try to cheat a little, you know. He went, yeah, yeah. so he easel did, thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, and by the way, let's not sleep on this. In fact, can we bid on this. For charity, can I bid on the Dexter Loomis painting of Tony D'Angelo swimming with the fishes?
2: Yes, they need to put it on auction. I absolutely put that loved auction. it.
1: I will make a 200 dollars bid to charity for oh that painting. I'm gonna Opening I'm bid. gonna
2: I'm gonna clip that and tweet it.
1: No, please. <laughs> I want that painting. Let them know. I, I bet you they do it for good cause. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll I'll do it. I'll get out the checkbook to Connor cure, whatever <laughs> WWE yeah. wants want that painting uh no this was this was good tonight um but yeah i think uh with gargano keeping him the north america title picture is interesting but yeah i didn't like how they just moved on so quickly and then that's all they were talking about back from the break you know and then pete dunn comes out and then we're setting up this uh this three-way feud this triple threat um tony D'Angelo just pushed to the side like he was just there to open the show and then by although champa did start to mention him before he was interrupted in his promo later in the night. I like that. Yep,
2: yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, that was good. Keep them in the minds. Yeah. Um, what happened next? Diamond Mine versus Jacket Time and Odyssey Jones.
2: 50-50 booking at his finest.
3: Yeah, exactly <laughs> what it was. I like that they are all wearing jackets on the Word of the Ring, even uh, Odyssey Jones. He yes. usually wears a jacket, but I'd like to think that he was doing it to coordinate with Jacket Right. Time. So right. Uh, yeah, this is fine. I, it doesn't mean as much if you just saw them lose and now they're just back even. I just don't like when they do this.
2: Yeah, they've been doing a lot of nonsense 50-50 booking in NXT and it's really killing the momentum of anyone. And I, I, I was so afraid that even going into that opening match, I was like, are they going to have Tony D'Angelo lose even though he has all this momentum just because they've they been doing this 50-50 stuff so much? Um. So, But I mean, at the same time, Jacket Time and Odyssey Young needed a win, but it's just... They're just going back and forward, trading wins. What does that do for the field? Nothing.
1: It's – I don't feel like they're adequately building Jack of Time or Diamond Mine with this. Right. Um. Yeah, this felt weird. And, like, this isn't me just continuing the riff, like, oh, after Tony D'Angelo, it was all downhill. But this uh, – I don't know. I could use, like, a little more story, a little more vignettes. Like, even Diamond Mine, even – I don't feel like they've developed them enough. Malcolm Bivens is, like, this great promo, but it's just – Look at these gifted athletes. This is my stable, diamond mine. I don't know. I feel like we need we need more, you know, and yes. especially. Oh, here's a weird thing. Okay, so they gave us the poker segment tonight, which we'll talk about. This was actually kind of a, a light story episode. I mean, we got the MSK vignette, you know, we got some other stuff, but this wasn't as vignette and promo heavy. Uh, with, I mean, I almost like it when they do like 30, 40 percent out of ring segments. I just felt very heavy on the in-ring action. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, this is a TV show. If I want sports, I'll watch sports.
2: Right. But the thing with Diamond Mine is like, I felt like they watched their debut. Then they picked up momentum again when they added the Cree brothers and and Ivy Nile, And I thought, okay, we're going somewhere with these guys. And now it just feels like it's just Diamond Mine again. Nothing important about them.
3: Yeah. I think they're on the right track. I think they've definitely improved. I'm in interested in them now more than i ever was when they first debuted but i think they've maybe just hit a wall i don't know if they know what their direction is going to be but you know this back and forth 50 50 thing is not going to help in terms of moving them forward it's just going to keep them there so hopefully they have some plan for them uh beyond jacket time because they can't be
1: doing this every (laughs) single week jacket time should also have matching jackets that say jacket time on the back yeah it should watches and clocks on them yes Yes. We need to brand this. They're missing out on opportunities here. Um, So Odyssey Jones and Jack of Time won. And then I I like this. uh, It was quick, but the Crystal Young veterans backstage with replicas of the NXT women's tag titles talking to Zach Gibson's grandmother saying they won the NXT tag titles for her. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're good been, they've been good the past couple of weeks i like yeah. the stuff they did on the urban streets the last week and this was pretty funny and nanacon there was a whiteboard with the point this is like the most effort they've like effort to seconds ratio this is probably the highest efforts to seconds ratio in nxt is <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah <true. laughs> you're not wrong it was cute
2: it was but, cute. I actually really, really liked this this segment. I thought it was adorable. Yeah. To be honest with you,
3: very likable. They've never been more likable than you know they're because they <laughs> they're, old old vets, <laughs> they're great heels. But this is a uh, starting to warm up to them. <laughs> <Speaking of> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is what they should be doing is scamming the elderly. You know, I think yes, this is a good gimmick.
2: No. Yes, why not?
1: <laughs> Come on, they're sweet about it. <laughs> they're so charming. Showing up at retirement homes pretending to be people's grandkids. <laughs> saying, I what didn't get
3: you. You had about lying. He said you tell the truth and then you lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Finn Abs, Book 99, saying hi, Isa. People paying money just to say hi to you, Isa.
2: Hi, Look Finn Abs.
1: Look at that. Look at that. Um, Andre Chase got beat up by Zion Quinn. Yep. Okay, so the Andre Chase thing. <laughs> The Henry Chase thing is going nowhere. Nope. Like, it's in reverse. That's how going nowhere this this gimmick is.
3: Yeah, I think uh, he's really just like kind of like an enhancement talent, but like a souped up version of that. You know, he's like a a glorified like enhancement talent because they don't do anything with him. His matches are never particularly long. He's now wrestling in a sweater, so he's like pretty much always going to lose. But they have to create a reason for people to not like him, I feel like, with this character.
1: Oh, Edward Cousins, we skipped Joe, oh, Cate, right, Joe yeah. Gacy talking Diamond Mine in the back. And uh, you know how that's never going to happen? It's because commentary said, could you imagine Joe Gacy joining Diamond Mine? If they, they say, said, could you right. imagine, it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> keep imagining. Yes.
2: Yeah, keep imagining. Just like I'm imagining WWE shop putting up some merch for Tony D'Angelo, but that's still yet to happen.
3: How many weeks are we that we still haven't gotten Tony D'Angelo
2: merch? They don't want our money. Wow. They don't want I our money. I think
1: the theme could also you I was thinking about remixing the theme, maybe adding like some breakbeat behind it or something. Like it needs a little okay. something. You think
2: something. so? I think so. I think it sounds very classic
1: though. It does, but I feel like I think it fits him.
2: I do it too. It does,
1: but I think it needs a little more of an edge. Why are you modern. trying
2: to change him, Glenn? Yeah, This don't is tell how he it.
1: starts. He's getting all the success, <laughs> and now he's starting to doubt the guy. Uh, well, you know, if you love something, set it free. Um. Oh, and then uh, after Zion Quinn won, Legado del Fantasma's uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde attacked Quinn and beat him to the ringside. And Electra Lopez, very mad that she was uh, denied last week.
2: Is she the leader of Legada del Fantasma? Yes, yeah, she is.
1: Sure, it's how it looks like Santos it. Escobar was there, too.
2: Yeah, he was. Finally and, we saw him again.
3: Yeah, finally, but like he was just the guy in the segment. Like right. yeah, you know, all due respect to this segment, but this group seems like it's starting to center around Electro Lopez.
2: Good. <laughs> She's I'm not very mad good. At that. I'm not mad at that. I thought she was great. Her outfit was on point And she did such a good job at giving that evil look and evil stare. I really, really loved that moment in the camera. I thought she looked great. Um, I really, really like Quinn. And I want to see where this goes. I thought he looked great in the ring tonight. And he has been looking good. I think I think she's in love with him. And that's why she's mad that she, that he turned her down.
1: There was a little kind of tension between them last week. Yeah, yeah, Glad- yeah. I mean, I really was picking up on that.
3: Yeah. Beth Phoenix reminded you if you didn't pick up that. But yeah, I kind of saw them going this direction, though. Like, as soon as you saw them backstage, it's like, oh, at some point he's going to get jumped by them. and right. Because she's a heel and
1: he's a baby face. Yes. Um, so, oh, let's uh, talk about the poker showdown between Cameron Grimes and Duke yeah. Hudson. Cameron Grimes uh, bluffed his way to a win tonight.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <Alfred>? <laughs> they played this so straight like they said like it's a poker showdown and then they like put up the rules like they had the in-ring announcer Alicia Thomas announce the rules then they did like a crawl and they showed like a graphic of all the rules for Texas Hold'em I swear to god I was like they're so lucky like I was on the verge of just changing the channel (laughs) you're "You're not keeping me here for this they were playing it straight and then they actually started doing the poker which like I've never really played poker I don't really quite understand it really so they're going through the whole thing and like Listen, I'm sure it's a fun game. I've had fun every time I've played it and the few times I have. But to watch it on television for a bunch of wrestling fans, it's a big ask. Uh, but I do like how it eventually ended and was very confused with, uh, with the shaving.
1: When was- you no, two right. are in Vegas next, we are going out and playing Texas Hold'em. Okay, let's do it.
2: I mean, we can come back anytime. We can stay at your place.
1: Yeah. yeah. So Once I get these bo- – when Sony D'Angelo gets these boxes out of here for me.
2: Wow, well, you're going to put us in the office? <laughs> it's a
1: studio. It's an office and studio. I'll build a fort. There's a bathroom right across the hall, and I, when they had to get up in the ceiling, I said, "Just put like a cheap, like fifty dollar speaker in the ceiling, so I can hear the TV if I get up and have to pee."
2: Wow. Okay, I I respect that. Actually, I like it. But, um, I like poker, but I can't. I I I was not invested in this. And then at the end of the segment, my favorite part was how we were talking last week about. Well, at least he's not getting the makeover anymore. And then what happens? Yeah, <laughs> He's no still getting the makeover. They they still got away with that. I was think I was so excited thinking, okay, at least we're not going with that storyline. I we'll see what he'll look like next week.
1: I feel like we need to do a hostile takeover of NXT creative. For for Duke Hudson in the poker room for Cameron Grimes, I feel like there's potential here, and this is where I feel they're just this. To your point, Alfred, this just like they ground this to a standstill tonight. Yeah. And they, it looked, I mean, the graphics were perfect. It
3: looked like a legit poker tournament, but that's not sure. what you're to watch. Like, I mean, they did their best with what the material they had and it eventually led somewhere. But I'm just thinking about, you know, all the competition you have on television and in this generation of how people watch TV, particularly wrestling. If it's a wrestling show and you just, Crawl that to a halt for and for this. Like, I don't think people are going to stick around for
1: this. Maybe nope. next week they play chess. Maybe <laughs> no, checkers God. the week after that. Okay. Maybe oh, listen. hopscotch. One what week.
2: about dominoes? That's what they need to play. I like that.
1: It is my goal in life to learn how to actually play dominoes.
2: Oh, I will kick your butt at it. They should go.
1: play dice with hero.
2: <laughs> when I go to Vegas and stay in your studio, <laughs> I'll teach you how to play domino. Dominoes? <laughs>
1: Yes. I have always wanted to learn how to play dominoes, but Oh I've my never god, had the right me and my dad
2: can cheat at dominoes and win so much. It's freaking We have secret signs to let each other know which side to hit. It's it's amazing. My dad and I have a we, we used to skim people. Wow. What a what a, a father of the year.
1: Speaking of which, Tony D'Angelo, <laughs> Tony D'Angelo really should have been in that card game tonight.
2: <laughs> no, no, yeah. please don't put him I mean, in that segment.
1: He would have made it great because he would have found some way to make it interesting. Why cut his beard just like off the top like I that?
3: I just, he could have like, couldn't he have lost the beard in the poker game? Like to make
2: it interesting. <laughs> oh, I would. I would have liked that actually.
1: Because there's no rhyme or reason for him to do it. The seller Justin Lopez, four ninety nine saying, I haven't watched NXT in weeks. Hearing y'all review, it sounds like it went from saved by the bell to saved by the bell, the new class. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He's okay. not wrong, but also that profile picture, that Spider-Man trailer. Ah, Okay, sorry.
1: Oh, wow, well, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did. after the commercial, after that went online, I was like, I'm watching the Spider-Man trailer. I missed a little bit of the show because I had to watch I, it twice.
2: I kind of cried a little when I saw Tobey Maguire, the real Spider-Man. Thank you very much.
1: I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the surprises are in the movie. Yes. Oh. Uh, looking forward to that i'm so but this is the process i hate about I hate about not going to the theater is i'm gonna to have to wait to watch so this comes out on video like i just watched shang chi last weekend and it's like i feel behind normally i'm like a marvel like night yeah. one kind of guy you know have you seen right. them all i have seen up to shang chi i've seen all of them and all the tv series i've watched everything uh that's officially in the mcu
2: wow yes
1: Oh man, we restart we started rewatching uh we rewatched the Blade movies last week, and now we're rewatching Blade the series with sticky fingers from Onyx taking yes. over Wesley Snipes role.
2: Yep. <laughs> Slam.
1: Blade Blade <laughs> the series is solid. Like it is a solid, solid action series. So uh, very good. Um so let's see. So after this poker game, oh man. Uh Von Wagner still in NXT.
2: I thought he was on SmackDown. Yeah, I didn't. Man. I haven't watched SmackDown yet, but I read that he was like all over SmackDown, so I'm very confused.
3: Yeah, he was just standing there. They did not draw any attention to him. They did not say his name. They didn't acknowledge him. Pat McAfee went out of his way to be like, I, "I don't know who that is. Who's that guy? Where's he from?" So like, it was the weirdest thing. And you kind I mean of that's how they it. treat
2: all NXT call ups since like 2018 up. So I don't get it, man. I don't
3: get it. <laughs> what is productive about doing that? Uh, i so guess it's like stupid. an ego thing they don't want them getting too big for their britches or whatnot but i don't
2: well he's an nxt and he's with kyle o'reilly maybe he's gonna be on nxt until kyle o'reilly leaves maybe that's his role for now possibly oh, yeah man.
3: maybe they're already planning for life after kyle o'reilly
2: i mean <laughs> same because <laughs> <laughs> Even us both. yeah um Okay, so I'm not invested into anything they do, and I don't know why, because they've been teaming for how long now? A couple of weeks, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I'm still not invested.
1: Well, if you weren't invested in that, what about the match that they had against Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs? I mean...
2: This, this, this episode of NXT after Tony D'Angelo <laughs> felt like a chore. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you that right now. It felt like it was hard to get through. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it, not even with alcohol, man.
3: <laughs> this match <laughs> was not my favorite. I did not uh, find anything interesting about this match. I know they're trying to get over uh, Brooks and Jensen or
1: whatnot. Like, <laughs> Brooks and Jensen. Jensen. <laughs> Is that <their> <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Brooks and Brooks and Dunn, Brooks and Dunn, <laughs> dun, 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 uh, Jensen and Briggs. Don't they sing that Applebee's song? And Briggs, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, LeVon, Van Wagner and uh, Kor got the win.
2: Yes, but I told you guys they're introducing us to too many new characters that you don't yeah. remember who you're seeing. You don't remember their names. It's very hard to become they're invested in the- into anyone when you don't you don't know. There's like ten people that we don't. I don't know. I, t- yeah. I I try. I'm trying here. Okay.
1: <laughs> and the vignette about the vignette with them didn't do them any favors. But no, I think this is
2: weird too. Because oh wait, were they the ones that were like doing the steak thing?
1: Yeah, they were. Like camping. The, yeah, the bar fighters.
2: Oh okay. Well, now I remember. Okay. Yeah. I those mean, guys.
1: I want to point this out. I don't think like, and I'm not saying tonight was a total waste of time, but this is the most negative we have been about an episode of NXT since the 2.0 rebirth.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I think there have been worse episodes, but this, I I was very apathetic toward this episode. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think a lot (laughs) happened. I think we could have done without it.
1: Yes. (laughs) No, I mean, and I was thinking that during, I was like, there's a new Life is Strange video game I could be playing. Like, there's anything I could be doing. Go watch the Spider-Man trailer again. I could be tweeting more Denise Crosby. Watching Danny Aiello's music video. Like, I got options. I'm just pointing it out there. And instead of watching Brooks and Dunn, uh, fight Kyle O'Reilly oh. and Von Wagner
2: next week they're gonna probably go back in the woods and do some weird vignette in the woods like between the four of them because remember we had a Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly wood style promo yeah. and then these guys were out in the woods as well so now we're gonna have some kind of like war in the jungle match oh
1: good lord cinematic <laughs> yes <laughs> did I miss the MSK uh vignette did that happen yeah we have know.
2: they're still walking Right? Yeah, uh, who's <laughs> the
1: tag team guy? Some people are saying it's Jeff Hardy. I've seen people speculating RVD. Who are they going to meet?
2: It's gonna be so disappointing. It's not gonna be who we're thinking. It's gonna be somebody that we don't know probably. Yeah. Who do you guys think? Who do you guys think? Alfred? Who do you think it's gonna be?
3: You said it might be Jeff Hardy. Why? So that I'm on, I don't know. I mean, that might be a
2: that might not be bad.
3: You're you're talking about for like their tag team partner.
2: Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're
3: guru. They're tag team. It's Riddle. It's
2: it's Riddle.
3: You think they're going to call somebody down? I mean, that'd be a good place for Jeff Hardy to have an excuse to go down. I'm actually thinking about it. I think that'd be great.
1: I still say Joey Abs and MSK stands for the Mean Street Kids.
2: Which is the best and most reasonable solution. But I'm, I'm going to just say Matt Riddle just to be random.
3: And is yeah. it going to tie into why they're called MSK?
2: Yes. That's why I said yeah. Riddle. So Matt, <laughs> yeah. Get it? Get it? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But I, I know why say Riddle, but I mean
3: the initials. Like,
2: I know. I know. Oh, you're trying to see if it's going to be like. a. Per- okay. I see what you're
3: yeah. saying. That will be interesting. I'm, <laughs> li- I'm intrigued.
2: The struggle. Oh. The struggle is real. This episode was a struggle.
1: Okay, so uh, Dexter <laughs> Loomis was being tended to Indy uh, Hartwell. did tweet. She's at a local medical facility with him uh, right now. What a Twitter. supportive wife. That's what yes. happens when you get in the ring with Tony D'Angelo. Let that be a lesson to the NXT locker room. Champa
2: to should just relinquish the title now. Yeah, uh, He Everybody. should see this and say, I relinquish the title. Tony, it's yours. One by one. Yep.
3: I think every champion in WWE, one by one. And then if they work out a deal with AEW, they come along and they, you know, we get
1: Hangman Adam Page releases. And then,
3: you know, it just has them all.
1: What was up with lashing out tonight with uh, Grayson Waller? (laughs) You said you want to go first?
2: No, I don't. I don't want to go first about anything. This was probably my (laughs) least favorite lashing out episode.
3: Okay, so that's I will say from entertainment standpoint, this this was nothing. This there was nothing here. I was actually not really even it kind of lost my attention. But yes. then he started dog whistling. And he started talking about, I mean, this is a promo that you write just to rile up the internet where it's not about the hot dog and the handshake and driving to a high school gym. We don't do this for the stars being a star is about likes on Twitter and Facebook. It's not about basically saying screw independent wrestling and everything it stands for. Uh, it's all about social media and likes. So clearly grace and Waller is going to be the heel in this segment. And it's so ironic to me that the babyface who's now going to be standing up for the Indies is L.A. Knight, who is writing (laughs) his commentary. He hates all the flippy-dippy indie stuff. Like This gimmick that uh, Grayson Waller is doing is basically what Baron Corbin was doing before he left. It was very compelling where he said, I didn't have to go on the Indies. I just had to pick up a phone, and that's how I got hired because I'm a real athlete and this, that. And then they called him up. um, And so I'm interested to see if they kind of double down on this with Grayson Waller. But a very interesting segment with Grayson Waller.
2: Okay, maybe it's because I'm coming from a lashing out that had Tony D'Angelo in one of the greatest freaking segments we've ever seen. This this could not hold a he- candle to what Tony D'Angelo did on lashing out.
1: This is why you don't have Tony. If Tony D'Angelo's match had come at the hour mark, this would be an entirely different show. Yeah. Everything would have been a nice build to the crescendo of Tony D'Angelo. And then like a nice afterglow. after A nice right. refractory right. period, right. if you will. Right. right. But no, we didn't get that. (laughs) (laughs) Trying. I'm trying to liven this up a little bit. I feel like we're all about to fall asleep here on this podcast. No,
2: no. I already fell asleep watching NXT, so I'm good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, So... We got a 999 super chat, Raj Giri, thanks you Danny Cho, saying Von Wagner reminds me of the last bad guy who gets shot by Carl <laughs> Winslow at the yeah. end of the first Die Hard. Accurate. Have-
2: yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Very yes.
3: villainous face. He's not a I don't think he's going to make a good baby face, but maybe they've got something in a heel. But that's a great description.
2: Yeah. Very accurate.
1: <laughs> I just trying to find something to love about tonight. Um, Gabby Stevens and Jenna Levy versus Persia Parada. Persia Parada won a two on one match, did the, the double scoop. Oh, very yeah, interesting! Right. It's very interesting because
3: it was presented as her being like, No, I got this. They did the backstage thing where Indy couldn't be with her, so she said that she got this and she beat two people. They had Robert Stone there looking on, so they're building her into a monster with the manager. It's usually an indication they might uh, be giving her a huge push. <laughs>
2: Agreed, and I thought she looked very good in the latter match that they had at Halloween Havoc, and and just seeing this build up, it makes you want quietly. They're just building her to be something special. So I'm very curious to see where they where they go with this. Also, shout out for them for making Indy such a supportive wife and her such a supportive bestie that said, "No, go take care of your husband. I got this." It's cute.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Good babyface move. <laughs> yeah, and then Tommaso Ciampa. Who was calling out uh, other guys and started to say Tony D'Angelo, but then Bomb Breaker came out and interrupted him
2: to save him from Tony D'Angelo. He was like, "Don't That's do fair. it, bro. Don't yeah. do it. If you you don't want to go there,
1: <laughs> think about your wife and kids, man." <laughs> I'm just gonna say this again because Tony D'Angelo did beat Dexter Loomis tonight. Yes, I think Tony D'Angelo is the next NXT champion after Tommaso Ciampa.
3: After what? Tommaso Ciampa, really? Wow, you don't know, think they, because they're doing this thing with Braun Breaker, we he's saying he's oh maybe die trying to get so unless they've got a, another murder storyline cooked up, maybe uh, Braun could, gets it and then gets called up really quick. Sure, but I could see I could see D'Angelo, you know, sooner in, uh, rather than later.
1: Months, yeah. I'm got okay. Here, here's here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, by WrestleMania next year, I think Tony D'Angelo is gonna be the NXT champion. Wow, you think that?
3: I think it'll be much sooner than that. Six months. Me
2: too. Really?
3: Me too. Oh, well, WrestleMania next year, you're talking about this coming
1: WrestleMania. Yeah, this right. coming WrestleMania.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's that's about the timetable. I still think it's going to
2: be sooner than that. Yeah.
1: No, I think it happens at res- at the takeover at WrestleMania. Really?
2: There's not going to be a takeover at WrestleMania. Yeah, There's not going to oh, be a takeover. because it's two
1: nights.
3: You're right. You're right. Yeah, they won't, yeah, yeah. they won't call it TakeOver. But It'll yeah. probably be, be a remember. Wednesday
2: night special. Right. That's what they did last year. They did it on yeah. TV on Wednesday, remember? Wednesday. So maybe they'll do that. And it was two nights as well. So there was a TakeOver. It was just on TV. It wasn't like, yeah. you know. Um, But yeah, I can see it happening before that. I also would love to see him not debut, but have a spot at the Rumble and then go back to NXT just to test him out on the main Rumble. They did that a couple of times with a few of the NXT guys. I won. All the good things for Tony D'Angelo.
1: You know what he should do is it should be like Our truth or Otis or someone. And then Tony D'Angelo should come out and like slip him a hundo and just <laughs> take his spot. <laughs>
2: oh my god, that
3: would
1: be yeah.
2: amazing. That
1: would be more than 100, but you know.
2: Okay, but, but then again, it, it, Tony D'Angelo hands money to the girls. So is he going to take a spot in the women's Royal Rumble? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't go, like buy, your... go buy yourself something nice, honey, and then he comes out in the middle of the women's
1: Royal Rumble. Tony D'Angelo, <laughs> T O N I D'Angelo. Yes. <laughs> No, it's like when you go to the concierge and they're like, oh, we don't have a table for an hour. And he's like, hey, uh, why don't you check again? Shakes the hand with the palm, you know, the $100 bill in his palm.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) They go, I'm sorry, sir. I was mistaken. We have a table clearing up right now. And then he goes and kicks somebody out and gives Tony D the table. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) I tweeted this. All I want from it, I will give you six months of A plus Tony D'Angelo storylines. I just want a Ready Willing and Gable towel and a 2XL Funkasaurus t-shirt nxt and i'll just give you all of this. oh wow i'm sure that can okay because right. <laughs> i see it in my head i've got like gold booking for this kid for at least six months worth and we will dominate the ratings nxt will be the most popular wrestling on all of tv it'll go back to a million a million plus viewers 1.1 million viewers a week for nxt it'll do more than raw and smackdown combined wow
3: look at that yeah
2: how much so do you have to drink water okay
1: (laughs) and the first person that tries to befriend Tony D'Angelo in the backstage he's gonna be like no 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 no. but he's gonna be suspicious and like pat him down accuse him of wearing a wire you know like why are you trying to get close to me why are you asking so many questions
2: (laughs) probably I guess I I would like that that. I I would actually like to see that
3: (laughs) does he get a mafia stable if he's world champion does he get three four you know People who are supposed to be mafia goons. But
2: who? But who do you put in his table? Nobody's going to be as great as him.
3: That is true.
1: I still like the idea that there's like a, a group of guys, a group of heavies, who we don't even know. It's never explicitly stated that they're working with Tony, but unfortunate things keep happening to his opponents, and Tony always has an alibi. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. Right.
1: You know, and maybe it turns out like it's his father who's like setting this up, you know, trying to like stack the deck for his kid. I don't know. There's a lot they could do. But Tony should act like he's 100 percent white meat baby face.
2: <laughs> I All like that. All I way. think he
1: plays that up. Yeah, I think I think you should play that more, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so Braun Breaker and Tavasa Champa. Champa said you what do you say? You, you don't even have a 33 and a third percent chance of winning.
2: Yes, and you know, yep. somewhere Steiner was like, "Hey,
1: <laughs> uh, it was good." That was that that people popped for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's weird they won't let him just say his real name and his lineage. Just Brom Breaker. Yeah, that's just what they do. They've gone out of their way to to kind of telegraph to you that that is in fact
3: Rick Steiner's son without telling you. So it's just how they're choosing to do it. Did you see the vignette they had with Casey Canzero and zero uh, and Kaden Carter? What Karen? was that? Wasn't that? I mean, the worst. Time, look, I'm, I hope. Listen, a, horrible it, hope timing
2: like, for that kind of like, and, and we know why. And regard, yeah. no, that was that was that was. I don't know who made that decision, but I was like, oh no, yeah, no, no, wild.
3: no. That was like a pre-tape that they had time, you know, to just kind of exclude it. But just basically saying, I would say, love music festivals. And I'm just kind of like, like, where are they going with this? And then that's all it ended up being. And then they just moved on from it. And it's like. I was
2: like, that was such a horrible timing, bad taste. There's too much going on surrounding music festivals. And in addition to that, you know that one of them has a little bit of a reputation for partying and spreading COVID. And it's just like, yeah, you you just don't. Like, there was so much wrong with that vignette that I was like, am I? I thought. I don't know. I thought I imagined it.
3: It's just, I'm just thinking about WWE as just this publicly traded company. Doesn't like controversy or anything like that. It, of all the things to do, I mean, you kind of might have wanted to pull this. I hope nothing happens. I really hope that people don't. But they are opening themselves up to a lot of criticism. And
2: so you much. could have done it in a way that you don't have to include music festivals. You could have been like, hey, we like <laughs> to party. Else? We like to party. We like to go out. We like yeah. to have fun. Literally anything else. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's like, second, geez, okay, that's a little weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was horrible, horrible, horrible. I believe it. I, I know. Same, it. same. I, if they put it on their YouTube channel, oh god, I oh I guess, the
3: goodness. dislikes.
2: Maybe they'll put it up after YouTube gets gets rid of the dislike button, so that way nobody yeah, can tell. Yeah, <laughs> see it. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah, I'd forgotten about that tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: thanks a lot, Alfred, for reminding us. Yeah, yeah. We,
1: why, why don't we have some man on the street segments with Joe Gacy interacting with current events? There you, <laughs> <know>? you go. <laughs> let's just go all the way.
2: You know? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna go to McDonald's and order a certain meal that's no longer available.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, main event tonight Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. And man, they gave him time. They gave him opportunity. The one thing we didn't get was a clean ending because uh, we had toxic attraction, interfere. Cora Jade came out. Zoe Stark came out. You know, Shirai came out. Like, I guess let's let's talk two sides of the coin. so what'd you think of this match before the DQ finish?
2: I thought the match was going well. I was digging it. Get it? You see what I did there?
3: Hey, hey. Oh, yeah, the shovel. <laughs>
2: Barn. <laughs> um I, I i like their chemistry you can tell that they are comfortable working with each other i really i was enjoying the match and for a second i was a little disappointed at the ending until i see what i set up not when toxic attraction came out i wanted that to happen because they are the the strong female faction holding all of the belts it doesn't make sense to have a whole episode without them but then i was like damn no clean finish here and then Everything got set up beautifully. And listen, i if you give me EO in a War Games match, I am going to watch. doesn't matter who else is in there with her because, you know, it's going to be so freaking good.
3: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree that the chemistry was there. I think uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai just work really well together. And, you know, she works well with Rhea Ripley, who's a friend of hers as well. So I think once she gets that down, she just has certain people. who She has these great matches. Right. With and I thought this is really good. Especially for a big little match that uh, Dakota Kai was so good at, kind of been convincing in terms of her offense. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like the start of a new era that Io Shirai gets to say four cams now. It's like the new uh, live from New York at Saturday night. You know, where if somebody different gets to say it every time, I guess it's not just Regal now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we got the war games. Uh, the tease at the end. Well, they they called the shot. It's happening. What was with some of the fans? that sounded like they were chanting "boring." Did you guys hear that? Too? War That's what I thought they were saying. But yeah. they said "war Games. Okay. and That's, so yeah, they were saying <laughs> "boo urns." Um, <laughs> like, yes, yeah, because it does sound not, like boring. But it sounded like boring. You guys sounded like major assholes during this segment.
3: Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they're. They are anticipating the announcement of four games.
2: Where is William Regal?
1: Yeah.
2: Where is Samoa Joe?
1: Maybe with William Regal. Maybe they're taking a cruise together
2: for three months.
1: A cruise around the world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Jericho cruise
3: by chance? Are they? Uh... Oh, maybe.
2: No, then they're still probably in the line to get COVID tested.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so that was NXT tonight.
2: Not my favorite episode.
1: No,
3: no. This is on the low end of NXT episodes. A couple of things that you know might get people talking, but it's just too many. I don't like when it comes off like they're just doing – they're throwing a lot at you from segment to segment. It's very hard to take a break from the show and to kind of decompress – it's just so fast paced, that I think it was very apparent tonight.
2: Right.
1: So the question is, who does Tony D'Angelo wrestle at War Games?
3: Um. Okay, so we've got
2: when is well, War Games again?
1: Like three weeks, 5th? December fifth, I think. Oh yeah, okay. so yeah, three weeks from tonight, or three weeks, uh, three weeks from this week. Do you throw Pete Dunne at him? <laughs>
2: No, it's saying he's the triple threat.
3: I thought that was next. That's, that's gonna be at War Games, huh? Okay, no, I said that was next week, isn't it? No, it's okay. Wow,
2: Trevor in the chat, Tony D versus a returning Triple H. Wow, that,
3: that I don't know if that's big enough for Tony D. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think we gotta, I think The Rock might need to come out of retirement for this one. Oh
2: my god. The Rock was like, I'm not showing up at Survivor Series. But <laughs> yeah, War Games for Tony D, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say anything about
3: my guy Tony D. <laughs> I could make money with that guy.
1: <laughs> this is actually a legitimate question. We love Tony D'Angelo. The internet wrestling community loves Tony D'Angelo. Loves I have to admit, I'm not recalling seeing a lot of veteran talent putting the kid over.
3: They're hating
2: Yeah, I mean, jealousy. We're rampant
3: in these locker rooms. It's a very competitive business. There's only so many spots. And, you know, the GOAT's coming for one of them. So, uh, if I was a veteran, I'd be scared. I'd be playing my next career if I was a veteran. (laughs) I'd be looking into, you know, maybe opening a gym or something. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Tony D'Angelo's season's coming.
2: Yeah, the takeover. Tony D'Angelo's gonna take over nxt oh, yeah. 2.0 i don't know who he will wrestle at at war games i'm very curious um who who is it gonna be i don't know
3: maybe they'll do i i hope they don't do the 50 50 thing but maybe they'll run it back with dexter Loomis. no because they moved so quickly on from it i hope they don't do that um that is a good question
2: who would you i would have him fight Shampa, but i because of the brown breaker team then i don't know
3: I'm just going through the roster. It seems like everybody's already paired up and they've we've already got a direction for a lot of these talents.
2: Oh, he's gonna wrestle uh clean shaven Cameron Grimes. I can
1: oh, there you go. See that? that. I do. mean Ben, talk about burying the last era of NXT though, between Loomis Grimes, like it's really kind of saying that like everyone you love six months ago doesn't mean shit anymore.
2: Uh yeah. And yeah, also, definitely. you cannot go to the moon if you're clean-shaven. You have to have a beer. So now Cameron Grimes <laughs> cannot go to the moon.
1: <laughs> Heartbreaking. True. Yep. So I'm not seeing uh, – no one's updated the card yet. But uh, here's my prediction, and I kind of hate this. I could see him facing whoever wins that North American triple threat if that's next week, which is uh, what Edward Cousins is saying. Well, I don't want to see Carmelo lose, but uh, Johnny wins next week, and then Tony beats Johnny. And- yeah
2: um i don't want carmelo hayes to lose the title this fast so i wouldn't put tony in the north american title picture yet
3: i mean maybe odyssey jones would be the best fit but i mean i don't know if i want to be odyssey jones it's just that by then within a couple of weeks i think they're gonna move on from this jacket time thing and i mean he's like a baby face with it seemingly he's gonna have to move on and Tony D'Angelo's a heel, and they've no, no, no. He's a baby face. He's a Uh, baby face. He's us in our hearts and
2: minds. (laughs) Biggest baby face in the company, Tony D'Angelo. Thank you. Of all
1: time, maybe. There we go. Ricky's saying Tony versus Joe. Tony versus Walter. Walter. Oh my God! Could you imagine how the (laughs) wrestling nerds' heads would explode? (laughs) Yes. If Tony D'Angelo beat Walter at takeover oh, well, so
2: where's the guy that beat walter i guess i don't watch nxt uk, so SC, over there. NXT UK. Yeah. Okay. but he yeah.
1: was great in the time he was there
2: i know i just wish there was more of him
1: this is tough i, I mean this is because I mean, honestly if they weren't building the thing with breaker so much i would say it was champa i would say they're gonna hot shot this and realize this is the best thing they got
2: you know what? If Kyle O'Reilly's contract really oh, is yeah, and he yeah. is not going to come back, why not go out on your back for Tony D?
3: Definitely. That's the best one.
2: That's the best way he has to do it. Because then that means that Tony D beat Adam Cole. You see?
3: <laughs> yeah. deductive math. Exactly. Uh, I want him beating Kyle O'Reilly in less than 10 seconds. He's Same. Just, just like Diesel in the Bob Backlund in the garden. Just
1: <laughs> the and then it's over. That's what I want. Okay, there you go. Well, that was NXT tonight.
2: Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> it, felt,
2: it felt just the same as Raw. I'm hoping that Friday is a lot of fun because last night also Raw was just like, if you didn't watch it, you didn't miss anything. And that's how this NXT felt.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was just passing by in the night.
2: imagine how different life would be if two things a wwe cared about survivor series and b nxt was involved in survivor series
3: yeah because they did have that year that nxt with and it was amazing weeper they went four and one against wwe it does great helped Mm -hmm. the ratings got people interested in it because they committed to it right but um yeah the fact that nxt isn't really involved in the draft in the the Survivor Series, or even referenced on television when one of their stars is on TV. It's very weird in terms of synergy. Like, you have this opportunity with one of your biggest audience of the week to just say NXT is on television, and you might
1: pique a couple of interests. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird, man. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Tomorrow night, AEW. They're on Wednesdays.
2: Should be an interesting show with the fallout from Full Gear.
3: Yeah, yes. a lot of fun.
1: Eddie Kingston didn't didn't go over.
2: Ugh,
3: he did not. That was a very good match, so Very unique in terms of them like getting into a brawl, and I I liked it. And I'm a fan of Muay Thai. CM Punk. I like the uh, the Muay Thai shorts. I I don't know. I, I, like I, the, I liked it. Yeah. It was
2: my it was probably my my favorite out of. He's been experimenting with his gear, and, and I yeah. like this. And I, I I wanted Eddie Kingston to win, but I will say I did like the way that Punk worked this match.
3: Yeah, and I, I think they're so. going somewhere. I think they're headed for a double turn. I think, um, yeah, they're yeah. gonna have another match. All
2: I want is for MJF to ruin Hangman's celebration, and we'll see. I thought MJF and Darby had the best match of the night.
1: Wow, yeah, that was a great match. Yeah,
2: but then again, I was I was there for MJF, so I'm buying. Oh, that's
1: right. Yes, yeah, you were there. Uh, and then Friday SmackDown, the go home for Survivor Series,
2: and Rampage,
1: and Rampage, <laughs> and Rampage. <laughs> and Survivor Series is Sunday night? Yes. Sunday night. Okay. There we go. BC there week. we go, folks. Yes. Uh, well, everybody, have a great night. She's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with the one. He said, This is nasty. I'm Matt Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.